Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you're thinking about what to buy for your uh, child at home from the ages of two to eight years old or a child you may know, don't look any further. We have here your solution. Gab, take it away. What do we have for them today? Here we have our very new teddy bears that come in all shapes and sizes, but you can't forget this beautiful accessory that comes with every single one. As you can tell, it's a beautiful harness that offers an unrivaled support for your stuffed animal. Uh, it is often utilized by the uh, system nowadays to push the agenda that they want your kids to normalize as normal and see as normal. Correct. And you can't forget, this is the perfect Christmas gift for your child this year. As you can tell by the Balenciaga pictures, you can tell that the, ch that, that the children are extremely ecstatic, extremely happy to be holding these teddy bears and these stuffed animals. That is correct, Callie. Uh, don't forget to buy yours today. You can get it at a low price of... Let's look it up. $2,000. Oh, yes. That is the number of our Savior and Lord, a.k.a. the devil. Yes. As you guys know, you guys are seeing these everywhere. And they're often endorsed by your favorite celebrity, Justin Bieber, Kim Kardashian, Nicole Kidman. Everybody loves these types of animals, these types of movements and agendas, you can tell. Even your government officials are wearing these. Your government officials love these stuffed teddy bears, these stuffed things that younger people love. They also love younger people, a.k.a. codenamed food names, uh, pasta with heavy sauce, cheese pizza. And now let's cut to the sadder commercial for just a penny a day, you can save this teddy bear from the harm of Balenciaga workers and company. Yes, for a penny a day, you can save these teddy bears from the hands of the elite. And corrupt. And corrupt. And the politicians and the people who run this world. No one can be trusted. Open your eyes, America. And the world. Thanks for tuning in. And now to sports. <laughs> Oh, you crazy! You want to be crazy? No I saw you crazy! Listen, I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. No? We're like, da, 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 da. we're not crazy! Everybody knows you never go full retard. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. We had a fucking book for one. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Picasso is dead. Walt Disney is dead. I'm dead. Steve Jobs is dead. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Welcome to the Mentally Gone Podcast. What's up, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Mentally Gone Podcast. My name is Callie Lacerda. I am Gabriela Lopes. And today we bring you with much joy, episode number 34. That's been long overdue. Uh, we've recently gone live on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We retrieved our TikTok account back. I think that we should just do some house cleaning. Woo, put the clapping noise. Woo, I don't know which one it is. The green one. Oh, not the one, one that one. Woo! Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, all the work done by ourselves. No thanks to TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Shout out TikTok. Took one month to help creators who almost had one million on the platform to even respond. Took took a month to get a response from TikTok. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm going to be talking the whole time now in this radio voice. <laughs> uh, back to you, John, with sports. <laughs> and back to you with the actual podcast topic guys um i don't know if you guys know this uh if you're listening if you're watching this but there's no better feeling than having a microphone because with these headphones we we get to hear our own voices kind of like with like zero latency so it's like right yeah. back at us 
And it's so gratifying oh, it's to hear your, your own voice. So I don't know how I sound. You ever had a nice piece of chocolate? In the microphone. Ooh. That's what it, that's what this sounds Some like. Nice juicy, nice piece of chocolate. Imagine, <laughs> ima imagine <laughs> you're like carpooling with your uh, coworkers right now. This and is then, not safe for work. <laughs> no, no, no. Imagine you're like carpooling with your coworkers and you're like, hey guys, like, I know this great podcast. Like, I promise it's good. I promise. And then you're playing it right now. And then everybody's just looking at you and like disbelief and disgust. Like, really? Really, John? Yeah, on full volume. Yeah, full volume in the car. And you're just standing behind our show and just promising them that it's good. No, 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 guys. It's good. Like, these people, occasionally they 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 drop some gems. It's going to get good. It's going to get good eventually, I think. I hope. <laughs> I don't know. Don't fire me. So know? let's get into the good stuff, the juicy stuff. Oh, someone's this, rushy, rushy. This we we already passed the buns. We're in. We're going into the meat now. We're going into the juicy. Yeah, guys. The tender. Uh, shout out to Maria Jobs, who is uh, a member of the family of Steve Jobs, who donated this iPad for us to use. <laughs> Maria Jobs is her name. Maria, yes. yeah. Because we're not going to give full names on here uh, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But thank you for uh, letting us borrow this iPad. Obviously, it's not donating, <laughs> but like borrow. <laughs> but I can't express how how much of an upgrade this is for the studio and for production because it's so e much easier to hold a tablet with all the notes yeah versus your little phone screen uh, i have the laptop so i'm not yeah complaining. and and my phone by the way is breaking like slowly breaking like the right side of the screen is just giving out i don't know how many of you guys have been experiencing this but my iphone is the iphone 10 still because i'm i'm just a guy who just doesn't upgrade his phone every year and it's just starting to just do the whole plan obsolescence. Yeah. yeah, that's what Apple does. All right. So the first topic we're going to be getting into is Balenciaga, the the infamous Balenciaga ad that includes uh, children. As you saw <clears> in our <throat> intro. Yeah. And just to quickly pre uh, preface, 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 quickly preface this, um, we want to make clear that we can't say certain words and certain terms on this podcast without getting... A violation of the community guidelines from YouTube and maybe even Spotify. So let, let me just preface preface this by telling you guys that um, certain terms like CP, which stands for child P underscore underscore O underscore underscore R underscore underscore N just want to make that very clear. So you guys have to really like keep up with us and just follow us so that we don't lose you. Uh, but we are going to be referring to it as just CP. And another thing is <clears throat> straps and um, things that are utilized in intercourse. We might say intercourse or coitus instead of S-E-X. Oh, you, right. You know what I'm saying? What can we say the word? Um, I don't... I don't think we can say James Bond. Bond? Yeah. Bond, the age of Bond. Yeah, I think... We can't say that word? What? what? We can't say anything. Yeah. I'm getting so upset. Because, because for whatever reason, on YouTube Shorts, huh. I've seen people like bleep that out. But, but you know what? I think that we can say bondage. Yes, there. that's what I want to say. Bondage. I said it bondage, yeah. But I'm very sure that you can't say CP. 
And you also can't say the abbreviation of bondage, which is the letters. Oh, yes. You, okay. You, you can't say those. All right. Um, okay. And let me just see what else. Yeah. And then occasionally I will be saying the words very young people, which you guys know what that is. Uh, it will be referring to children. But because in the context, it might be taken down. It might be flagged or whatever. So we're just going to really try to tippy-toe around this topic while still delivering the goods. Yes. And just the, the eye-opening Try our best. Stuff. Yeah. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? Take it away. All right. So we're going to be... Okay. So I wrote down notes. So I'm going to be kind of like reading off of it. But I'm... You know, going to try my best to not sound too robotic with you guys, but I just really wrote it down because I don't want to forget anything. So, all right. So, Balenciaga recently released pictures of children holding stuffed animals in bondage outfits. But a quick backstory about Balenciaga. It was founded in 1919 and since its inception has been tied to the elite. For example, during the 1960s, one of its most enthusiastic clients and ambassadors for the brand was the elite socialite Pauline de Rothschild, who just happens to be the wife of the Baron Philip de Rothschild, members of the most powerful and infamous family on the planet, the obscure and dark Rothschild family, hmm. which are one of the top families that control everything, right? So it's just interesting that it like it was really, really, really just um like one of their main ambassadors was the members of the Rothschilds. So the Rothschilds are infamously behind mm-hmm. Balenciaga's success. Right. Which is interesting. Responsible for it too. Maybe, yeah. And then since this day, right, Balenciaga has continued this tradition of the elitist endorsements by leveraging pawns of the elite like Madonna, Nicole Kidman, Jennifer Garner, Justin Bieber, Kim, Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. Right. And what's interesting, too, is that it took Kim Kardashian one week after the incident or almost two weeks for her to make a statement, being that she's the prince, like the main endorser for Balenciaga, ambassador for for Balenciaga. And not to mention that Kylie Jenner, out of nowhere, after this ad campaign went live and and obviously Kim Kardashian is an ambassador, Kylie Jenner suddenly posted her new child that she hadn't posted at all up until this point. Mm -hmm. So again, Kris Jenner, you know, behind the scenes in the works, um, planting other things to distract the people and the people's attention from one news, bad news, to something, you know, much more subdued, like, oh, her new kid. Which is the famous bait and switch, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the famous scapegoat strategy, which is whenever you want to deviate attention of the masses, you always hit them with something more juicy and more, you know, succulent for them to digest. Something that the people have been waiting for because like no one's seen what her child even looked like. And now she posted it right after this campaign. And what's interesting, too, is that right when Balenciaga was under heat, Rolling Stones put out a strategically timed hit piece on Kanye West, hmm. stating, titling it, and, and I quote, Kanye West used P-O-R-N bullying mind games to control his staff. And basically, like, just like you said, like it's a hit piece to like distract the public. It's like, oh, like uh, quickly uh, put something out so that they don't look too much into Balenciaga, you know? Continuing on, right? Balenciaga is and has always been by the elite and for the elite. So that's worth noting. 
right um as as we kind of like progress through this whole breakdown analysis um when you have a target audience you usually want to utilize language that's uh native to that audience so if this is a brand that's made by the elite for the elite then you're going to communicate in language that's catered towards that group of individuals and only understood by that group right. of individuals exactly so like that's and they managed to do that perfectly in this ad campaign if i may say so myself to a point where it's beyond disturbing and crazy um all right so the elite is obsessed with the sexualization and the systematic abuse of very 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 young people using schools mass media and everything in between to normalize their sickness and slowly but surely push the boundaries of what is socially acceptable which is what we see nowadays in our current society right it's like kids i think some schools are are completely distorting the concepts of male and female binary sexes and kind of like introducing these like wide varieties and trying to basically ingrain it in these very young and, and malleable impressionable minds. impressionable kids like why like leave that to the parents i think it should be the parents choice right to 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 decide if they want to introduce their child to that right and in my you know? opinion i feel like school shouldn't even have that in in like embedded in their system i feel right. like school is meant to be educational you learn about subject a b and c and then just leave it at that right like why introduce these these politically charged yeah concepts you know like what it's just ridiculous what, what is the use of it right really and, and recently in news, there was this one uh, teacher, this one male oh, teacher yeah. who was showing up to class dressed as a woman with significantly enlarged breast implants. All the way down here. All the way to to his knees, yeah. basically, like like abnormal and 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 like shorts and stuff and then basically teaching to a group of young children visible nipples visible nipples like right? visibly can see the right areola and everything so if, if i'm a parent i'm gonna be outraged yeah that was outraged i'm switching my kids from schools i don't care what type of backlash i get from my neighbors if i'm not open-minded enough but you're not gonna do that to my kid like like put my kid through that like why does my kid have to witness stuff like that just because it's your personal thing like keep it at home mm -hmm. do it at home when you're teaching school it's it's not a place to make a statement i i don't think especially to who in to front who? of to what? To, in front of children right like what what kind of <sighs> statement needs to be made there anyways so yeah it's there's definitely not have there hasn't been bright choices when it comes to that it seems like people are prioritizing like self-expression more than anything else and so yeah. it kind of gets out of line and there's like a very fine line that you start to cross when you tread those waters exactly it's bad it's getting bad out there guys <laughs> it's um, bad out there so let's get to one of these pictures right one of these pictures shows a young girl with a troubled facial expression holding a bag shaped like a stuffed bear toy that is wearing a padlock across its neck a fishnet top a harness and all kinds of straps this same gear is used in bondage intercourse and revolves around pain submission and humiliation the stuffed animal represents a slave of intercourse symbolized by the collar and the padlock. According to Wikipedia, a collar is often worn with a leash and is meant to represent connotations of control and a pet-like status. What's interesting about this picture, too, is that nowhere in the picture 
do you see any dog? But on the bed next to the child, there is a leash. Hmm. Just like why? Just placed there. Why? Yeah. Like why? Why? <laughs> why? Yeah, so so like that's what's wild is that there's no dog in sight, and and it's it's basically like supposed to be like a holiday campaign apparently, mm. you know. Yeah, that's what I don't get too. Like this is a high end retailer, right? Yeah. And you're telling me because I mean we'll get into that <laughs> later, but they're trying to sue the photographer now. But this yeah. high end retailer didn't think twice to consider the the objects in this frame oh trust me they no thought they more thought right but that's my point it's like stop being oblivious that they had no idea that yeah, what yeah. they were doing you know yeah you can't just like say like oh it's because they're trying to sell the things for your dog and oh it's no to... it's fashion yeah. oh but okay it's fashion but then it's like again there's a fine line between fashion and then just like crossing these lines right. into dark territory. Then then do a photo shoot where it's just a dog. Right. Dressed why are in why are there children involved? And and that's not the only thing because they did the bruised eyed thing, but we'll talk about that afterwards oh, yeah. too. I have that here too. Yeah, we'll get into it. All we right. got a lot going on. And then we have another picture of a young child laying face down on a sofa looking at the camera with a very disturbed look in her eyes. This picture combines kitty stuff with adult objects like wine, champagne glasses, candles inside of beer cans. Why would these things be inside of this girl's room? Like, like, like these are ce like celebratory items. What are these adults celebrating in this girl's room? With this girl looking as like as distressed as she is. Again, there's a dog bowl, a leash, almost as if celebrating the systematic abuse of very young children. No dog aside from a stuffed one in a dog bed to the right. All, almost as if they're like making a mockery out of it, like 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 having fun with it and just making a joke. It's mm. like it's like, yeah, here's the dog, you know, here's the stuffed dog. But we all know what the leash and, and the dog bowl and 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 the collar are all actually represent. used for. Right. Yeah. It's like, but here's the stuffed dog for the masses, for the sheep, you know? It's, it's for the show, the little cover-up. Like, oh, yeah. no, it was for the dog. No, you can obviously see because we even put a dog thing there. Yeah. What are you talking about, huh? Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> um, And then here, here, here's what I found interesting. And this is my own, like, personal analysis that I may have gone a little bit too deep into it or look too deep into it, but I don't think there's too deep when it comes to analyzing these pictures. Sorry. It's because I talk a lot and then I breathe through my mouth. Mouth breather. Yeah, I'm a mouth breather, guys. Um, I'm going to start not cutting out these burps because it might just be funny. Like, eventually, <laughs> you're, you're like Rick. Yeah. From Rick and Morty. <laughs> I'm literally Rick, dude. I always burp and, and, always and, I'm, not a, and I'm not an alcoholic, I swear. Um, all right. So what's interesting about this picture, too, is that there are plates that are laid down on the floor leading up to the child's head, which is interesting considering the fact that there is heavy use of coded food language among the elites, which we're going to do a dedicated uh, podcast for it, where it's going to be just topic specific. And elites often use words like pizza, cheese pizza, pasta, pasta with heavy sauce, hot dogs, and all these things that have very deep, deep, very deep and occult and subliminal messaging and just like represent very fucked up things. Right. Like the connotation that... Yeah. that 
um, people might not interpret it as that, but it definitely exactly. is that. Exactly. Among their circle, they know exactly what it is. So it's just interesting. Again, like why put plates of food? Mm-hmm. You're a clothing brand. Are you selling food now? Are you opening up a Balenciaga restaurant? And why are these plates all leading up to this girl? It's like it's all it's all it's like purposeful. gorging on it's like indulging on right. this guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure, exactly. Guilty thing that they do being gluttonous towards this like sin that that they all commit which also reminds me of the justin bieber yummy music video which we all already dissected on a previous podcast if you guys want to check that one out i forget which one exactly but we basically broke it down where justin bieber basically tried to convey what actually goes on in the industry by creating the music video yummy and the whole video is centered around eating and just adults you know just really abusing food and then there's like uh uh, child, you know, band that's in the back, and I'm just trying to give context for those who don't know. But and a check plate that video out. with a younger Justin on it, with his picture ingrained yeah. in it, yeah, which is just super creepy. Um, all right, and, and then all of this is happening again with two stuffed toys in full bondage gear next to the child. The open window may also have a symbolic meaning to it. The fact that it's wide open may imply the open, transparent nature that the elites have adopted when it comes to their sexual interest and obsession with very young people. It could very well mean that they're airing out the truth. Dirty laundry. Airing yeah. it out. Yeah. A- airing it all out to the public, essentially. <coughs> and hiding it in plain sight. Hiding it in plain thing. sight. Yeah. And the position of the child is placed, oh no, sorry. And the position that the child is placed in is also very unsettling to say the least. Face down with a worrying expression on her face, almost as if traumatized, immobile, and paralyzed. And you know what's interesting about that is that there was actually a French Vogue magazine that had a child in the same position laying on a couch, wearing heels, wearing like a full face of makeup, it seemed. And it's just this weird recurring theme yeah. that's been happening for a while now for for years and decades and it it just gets to a point where it's like very unsettling to continue seeing it happen and not a lot of people paying attention to it and i feel like that's why it needs to be talked about like needs to be talked about. this this news is not over because there's like more news coming out the now that's different right yeah it's like we're still on this like even though this happened uh, however many weeks ago yeah it's like this is still crazy and important to speak about until stuff like this is like paid attention attention to sorry and to your point too um Zara is going to be one of the topics that, that that I'll be touching and just covering on a future episode because Zara, for example, has its cases of just using children in their ad campaigns mm. and hypersexualizing them. Right, right. So there are very questionable pictures taken by Zara as well. All right. So this image, in my opinion, is the most symbol dense image in all of the campaign. So this one is the one with the kid in this room that's packed with like different objects. The walls are painted like there's different drawings on the wall. There are multiple items laid out. Uh, There's a chair that is wrapped in caution tape and caution tape, as we all know, is usually used to delineate a crime scene. So what crimes are they trying to communicate to us that were committed in this very young person's room? What type of abuse occurred here? But what's interesting about this caution tape is that when you zoom in, you can see that there is a roll of of the caution tape that was used. And on the roll, it spells Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting, though, 
is that they deliberately misspelled the name of their own brand. And that's how I know it's deliberate because you wouldn't screw up your own brand's name. For, an, the, for a campaign? For your brand, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's spelled B-A-A-L and Siaga. Mm -hmm. So Baal, Baal, yes, Baal, right? And Baal, we all know, or for those of you who don't know, really quickly, it's worth noting that the word Baal represents the god worshipped in many ancient Middle Eastern communities who considered himself to be a fertility deity and one of the most important gods in the whole pantheon. Mm. And they would host frequent sacrificial ceremonies to honor this deity, and they would offer children to be sacrificed. Wow. And when you Google the word Baal, B-A-A-L, B-A-A-L, right? Mm -hmm. B-A-A-L, the image of Baal literally shows a horned male humanoid entity holding and nursing a newborn child. And this entity really closely resembles the image of the satanic beast, Baphomet. Mm. So that to me blew my mind, right? Like why, like why would you have a caution tape with your brand misspelled to symbolize this um satanic god yeah pay homage to pay homage yeah and, and do you guys want to know something even crazier and just trippier and this completely blew my mind um and it's referring to the misspelling of the name balenciaga in their ad campaign they spelled it with two a's right if you go to google translator and you translate from um latin to english and in the latin section you type in B-A-A-L space E-N-C-I-N-C -C space Aga A-G-I the A-G-A Oh, A-G-A, sorry A-G-A <laughs> the, the exact translation to that is It translates to Baal is the king Is the king And then when you erase B-A-A-L and only leave N-C Aga you get You get Act like an angel. Act like an angel. And and this is what's really interesting about that phrase. For anyone who's ever read John Milton's Paradise Lost, the devil in the story disguises himself as a cherub, which is an angelic, innocent child, right? In order to make his way into earth. And so that alone shows you the whole the whole um objective of like acting like an angel to win over the sympathy of the people right the sympathy of the people right. when really your um objective is dark and it's corrupt and it's twisted and you have an ulterior objective yeah, that's ulterior, just malicious right and yeah. you put on this disguise this fakeness it's like right. that's exactly what Balenciaga was trying to pull the wool the wool over people's the eyes wool. yeah so so we just found that fascinating, right? The fact that you could get a translation like that and it's super obvious and blatant. All right, so back to the picture, right? Uh, the walls are decorated with disturbing drawings that imply that the child is seriously disturbed and traumatized. One of the drawings shows an evil-looking horned figure with an angry expression and a fiery hellish red head that could resemble the devil. What's also interesting is that right next to this Balenciaga caution tape covered chair you also see a a perfectly placed and propped black hoodie mm. which people are kind of like interpreting it as possibly the same black hoodies that are used in like satanic rituals you know like the cloaked hooded figures mm -hmm. and here's where it gets even crazier right talking about deliberate placement and just very well thought out um symbolism 
Another bondage teddy bear is shown on the floor next to normal kid toys. This juxtaposition alone reflects the elite's obsession with spoiling children's innocence. Hmm. But let me tell you another thing. What's crazy is that the same exact bear was used during a fashion show and was carried around by bruised models who often sported black eyes and bloody noses representing abuse. Mm. And it goes back to what you said on one podcast about the black, uh, the, the pur- black eye club, the, the black pur- eye the, club, the purple eye club. Yeah. Where that's like a, a ritual that mm. you do in order to get into these Which elitist the, exclusive clubs. The Pope, politicians, Barack Obama, celebrities have all sported this black eye. Mm-hmm. Doja Cat recently did it. She was the, the, most, the most recent. recent one. Yeah. yeah. Also, what's interesting is. I find it kind of weird that that these like high end fashion and and like any fashion or or celebrities in general glamorize the black eye or mm. or gla- it's like you're glamorizing abuse. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? So they're not only doing this with children, but they're doing this with everyone with their models. And uh, and as you know, models go through a very tough industry in order to become models and then to glamorize abuse. Right. It's just like very Again, very thin and and like very, um, what's the word? <laughs> very very like uh, murky waters that yeah. you're getting into there. Very thin ice. Very thin ice. On. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, I'm using walking on different like in waters a lot because there's a lot of the a lot of the ocean we haven't discovered yet, exactly. and that's what I feel like we're discovering about our world, right. about our industries. That's a great analogy for this <laughs> podcast: is that you're just diving deep into the ocean. You're diving into this ocean with us, and hopefully, uh, over time, you guys trust us enough to um, hold on to us. Yeah. During this turbulent time that we live in, you know, try to grasp for a lifesaver on here. Yeah. Um, but it, but anyways, the, the creepiest part is that the bears that appear at these fashion shows, which are the same exact ones used in these um, ad campaigns that have children, they appear uh, purposefully, purposely dirty. And th- people are saying that this represents just um, abuse and use and just mistreatment of children by by the elite. You know, um, the photo shoot with the children in it was done by Gabrielle. Uh, Gallimberti, who is an Italian photographer who specializes in child and weapon photography, hmm. which is an interesting mix, right? So all of his work is is in the same uh, style. No, like the same style even. It's just children in the middle and then surrounded by these objects that all have meaning and that, and that represent something. And so that adds fuel to this quote-unquote conspiracy, which I don't think is a conspiracy. I think it's just clear as day, but it adds fuel to it because this is already an artist, quote-unquote, that's used to utilizing items to um, basically tell a story. And so that's his art, is that he puts the subject in frame and then surrounds it with the narrative. Mm. And like that's exactly what he managed to do with the Balenciaga, you know? And what's interesting, too, is that he uh, tweeted once saying... Asking, why restrict child P underscore underscore O underscore underscore R underscore underscore N, but not guns? He said that. And it's just interesting, right? That he's basically like questioning, like, why isn't CP uh, 
legal. Like, why don't you guys allow it? Like legalize CP is what he said, essentially. And so there's no wonder why he's loved by the elites because mm-hmm. because he shares the same values with them. And that's why he was hired. Um, and yeah, so we already covered the whole ball thing. He was worshipped, the misbranding, the da, 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 we did that, great. Yeah, go. And then and then we should talk about the documents placed in the images yeah. of these ad campaigns. That's the next part. Yeah, okay, so go into that then. All right. Because so, that has to do with the CP. Yeah, so just making sure that you guys follow uh, CP, you guys know what it stands for, it's child P. Not to be confused with CP3. CP3PO. The oh. point god. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Chris Star Paul. Wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> one of the Balenciaga photos shows a bag resting on top of some court documents. One of the court documents just happens to be on the Supreme Court ruling Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition, which just so happened to reverse significant portions of the CP Child P prevention act of 1996 which prohibited the possession or distribution of child p the supreme court ruled that the ban of virtual child p computer generated images of children that doesn't use real children violated free speech a win for the very young people lovers Mm -hmm. and isn't this fascinating how people who who have who had platforms and who are trying to like just speak freely they get deplatformed but then you have a court a federal court ruling that claims that the 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 consumption and the distribution of virtual virtually generated child p does does violates well like doesn't violate free speech wow that's crazy you know yeah yeah like as long as it suits their agenda which a lot of the people in congress a lot of people in the supreme court like are into this stuff you know like they're all a part of it it's like a systemic problem you know they're they're all members they're all infiltrated to, to my best understanding and knowledge um but yeah so like why would this document be meticulously placed in a balenciaga ad campaign that is censored around children like it makes no sense um here's where it gets dark i want to make but a before, comment yeah. on that um that that's what i that's what really bothers me is that now so about that about all of this that we've already talked about balenciaga wants to sue the photographer gabriel whatever which which they're using him as a scapegoat exactly and they're 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 acting appalled yeah they're they're like, they took down everything all the evidence they took it down from instagram they took it down from their website they cleaned up the evidence. Too bad people already, you know, saved it and whatnot. So it's, it's too the bad age of for the them. internet. Yeah, right. Everything saved. But then they put out an apology on their Instagram. And in that apology, they said that they did not at any point um, um, affirm or or what's the word I'm approve. looking for? Approve of this campaign with these pictures which is impossible which is impossible with the money that they have the team that they have so if anyone is buying into that bullshit apology just remember that it's a bullshit apology right like these people knew what they were doing they just didn't think through the consequences of that decision yeah there's so much bureaucracy yeah that takes place within a huge company like that where every little change has to be discussed, communicated, and then approved Through by upper management, teams. upper level tiers of control, 
of powers. So there's a whole power dynamic for any change. If you move something an inch out of place, if you add a little bit of color here, everything has to be approved by the higher ups. And everything. And they have to pick out the pictures that they want in this right. campaign. So they must have seen, yeah, they must have seen all of the pictures. Except and these they, are the best ones. And how ironic is it that the ones that they picked, like the the ones that we've seen the most of, are the ones of the Caucasian younger white little girls. Yep. You know. Yeah. And and that, if you know anything about the elitists and what they're into and what they like hint at that they're into it's that yeah you know it and it's dark, very guys. disturbing it's like we are going to really be crazy. doing a dedicated um podcast episode this week actually on pizza underscore 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 it's not a fence say something else so that it fills in the void so that the algorithm doesn't flag it uh gateway yeah yeah so we're gonna be talking <laughs> about those two words together um and we're going to find out like like an acronym for it so that we can get past, bypass the YouTube censorship. But anyways, guys, so anything else about the documents before I move on real quick to my no, last point? No, that's all. They must have known. So bullshit. Right. <laughs> and here's what's even crazier because I, I don't know how this could get any crazier, but it just manages to do so. Uh, speaking of items that are centered around children and yet another one of the Balenciaga ad photos we see a copy of Michael Borman's book called Fire from the Sun. And if you're watching, if you're listening right now, do me a favor or do yourself a favor. Google Michael Borman and no Borman's and just see what pops up. Just see what pops up or Google his book specifically, Fire from the Sun, and you will see a series of very disturbing pictures, which I don't think we can even post on here or we can't show you guys i don't think we could show you guys um but you would have to search it up yourself because of community guidelines and stuff but it basically um it just happens to be filled with exposed paintings of toddlers quenched in blood on what looks like a photography set which implies that there are multiple maybe one adult maybe multiple adults watching it follows the MK Ultra technique of traumatizing in order to control. The children are exposed to severed human limbs and instinctively resort to cannibalism in some of the paintings. Children, these children. are these are toddlers. Children. These are the these are infants is a better infants, word. Yep. Like they are under two years old or maybe under three years old. Yeah, these these Michael Bormans, um, paintings are beyond disturbing and mind you his book is placed right there prop in the Balenci which that balenciaga picture i don't think has been taken down from the site so right. you can still see that one on the site it's a woman with her legs propped up on the desk and then the book is right in the back it's all there like like and and her angle and just the framing of this picture almost even kind of tries to point us towards the books it's like almost like leading it towards it because she's not quite centered in it you know like, right and it's, it's like right under the lamp yeah it's like being illuminated you know mm -hmm. um with uh, with other paintings of michael borman's uh depict hooded figures conducting some form of satanic ritual these hooded figures hold human limbs that are set on fire borman's work revolves around trauma abuse rituals cannibalism and exposed young people being watched and observed by people behind the scenes which is obviously what happens in real life in actuality among the elites right 
This Balenciaga ad was specifically designed for their usual target audience and clientele, which are the elite. Mm. Uh, the language and symbolism is therefore catered towards that audience, retaining its by the elite for the elite motto. And that's about all I have on the Balenciaga case. Um, do you have anything else for the Balenciaga? Um, that's about it. I did want to say that. Uh, let me see my notes really quick. I guess I did want to say that what's interesting is that when this first hit the news, people already started, people already started like picking up on the whole, you know, teddy bears wearing the harnesses and stuff and calling it out. But then the people who are calling it out, ironically, are the are the people that other people point the finger to and say that they're in the wrong. So if you were one of the people calling calling Balenciaga out on this ad campaign, then mm. the finger was pointed towards you for sexualizing young, young, mm. you know, people, children, people, people, people. Yeah. Um. So. It's just interesting that, like, whenever you do try to vocalize this, this like difference, like differing op um, opinion on subjects like these, mm -hmm. other people on the other side of it will try to point a finger and paint a narrative, right? Right. Saying, in like, order why to would make you think about to that? make you look like you're in the wrong and you have a twisted mentality and that you're the iffy one, you right. know. It's like, why would you think about that? It's just a kid. Mm -hmm. It's just a kid laying down. It's just a kid on the bed. Dude, it's fashion. Exactly. What are you talking about? And and one thing about the photographer, too. The photographer is not innocent. So for no. him to for him to be like, I just did what Balenciaga told me to do, because he did say that, by the way. That? Yeah. Of, of course, everybody's falling on each other's crutches. So right he's now. saying, like, I just did what they told me to do, what yeah. they instructed me to do, and I followed it and I just shot the pictures. But like you're signing yourself up to do that. If you're signing yourself self up to do something that's like dehumanizing and degrading, like are you going to continue to shoot the pictures and because it's your job? And, like and when do you decide that it's wrong to sh continue shooting and continue the photo shoot? And and just like I said earlier on, it's like this is his signature style. Right. So Balenciaga, like w like these brands, when they hire photographers, photographers become artists, right? Like they are artists. And so they hire them because of their unique style. And so his style reflected in this campaign, you know, like it's there, like it's his style. Like you can't say that it's not his style because it's just like his past works. And so for him to say, oh, I just did what Balenciaga told me to do. That's that's BS because it's your style. Like you had creative yes. control to a large extent. And that's the reason why this company hired you and probably paid you handsomely. Right. And uh, exactly. And on the flip side, they saw after him. They had to have yes. saw after him. Because, again, his values kind of, and to just basically align with theirs there's, you know? there's probably millions of photographers around the world you know and it's just like you said so it's it's both sides of the coin they're both equally as guilty in my opinion absolutely so one is guilty for shooting it in the first place and going with it and even promoting it and maybe even like feeling proud and prideful of that work and the other is guilty for even thinking it up and just putting it out there and 
I just yeah. find it hilarious how one is blaming the other now and pointing fingers at each other. Yeah. And saying like, no, uh, he did it. I didn't even approve it. And then and then, and then the other one's like, no, I only did what was approved by them. It's because like, it's going to be a large, you know, lawsuit. It's a big situation. Yeah. And I think Balenciaga is suing him for like 20 million, which is hilarious. And now, and now Kim Kardashian playing the whole like, oh, like I'm so appalled yeah. and repulsed by this. Like I, being a mother of children myself, this is just sickening. Yeah. Like, why did it take you so long to say that? I'm, you know, I'm going to say this because this is just my personal belief and I don't care if you disagree, but uh, what's their mom's name? Chris? Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner is evil. I think she is beyond evil and she's very strategic, very like everything is done behind her gaze, you know, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen their homes, but it's all decorated with the Masonic checkered floor. And it's just like it just screams MK Ultra puppets and just satanic cult like beings, you know, like they're just very dark beings. And I feel like she is the mastermind behind a lot of it. And, and that's what we, we discussed about the whole um, like like quick Kylie uh, post about your child so that we can help this brand that we're in bed with. And that's a huge endorser for our one of our biggest breadwinners, which is Kim, you know, mm -hmm. so it's all like a team effort and they're all in bed together. It's all part of the same rodeo, the same roller coaster. And it's not the first time that they do this because no. they did it after the Astroworld incident. Exactly. They do it every single time. Yeah. And so if it's 2022, so if you're still following any of the Kardashians, any of the Jenners, yeah, any like why? of... Just ask yourself, what are you getting of value from that? What do you gain what, from these people? Exactly. What exactly are they giving to you other than selling you their products that's actually valuable to you? Right, right. And ask yeah. yourself what you get from watching their their feeds, from consuming their their content. I never followed them and I never will. Guys, I never will, honestly. On all of our Mentally Gone accounts, we follow usually like three or four people, which is ourselves and maybe another page that we created about like gaming or something. And on my personal one, I follow, I think, less than 100 people. And mm, those 100 people are all people that I actually know, friends from Brazil, for a some friends local from jersey and that's it like i follow zero influencers i don't oh, use i it. follow i do follow like joe rogan jordan I, peterson i don't even follow them and some fitness people because i like to just watch you know some some stuff like that because because i'm just at a point where i don't want to consume personally like i don't want to consume too much of just somebody's stuff right i just want to be able to kind of like gather my own stuff and then hopefully share with the community that with the great community that we've been able to thankfully build through this yeah. thing, you know, well, not build. I think that that's too much of a narcissistic statement. Like, oh, like we built this. It's like, it's growing. like bringing together right. this community. Yeah. Attract. So, so I guess, yeah, that's like my final statement on all that. It's just, it's just ask yourself, what are you gaining? What are you consuming every day, day in and day out yeah. from these like large influencers who are pushing these products on you, pushing their agendas, pushing every, all this other stuff. And it's all who, for selfish gain. Who are gain. always in God. Like, just think about that. They're always the topic of conversation and gossip and drama. It's like, are you are you consuming that because it's entertaining for you? Mm. 
Because if it is, it's like, just, you know, get over. Like, yeah. you, there's other things in life that, that are just more fulfilling and more, um, like, I don't know, like, better for your soul, if that makes sense. Right. And this is going to sound like super old fashioned, like, oh, like, whatever. But pick up a book, man. And if pick it, up a book, read a book, read a classic book on philosophy, stoicism. Exactly. Dude, there's, there's so much beauty in this world. Like, even analyzing, like, artwork, you know, like, some people may say, like, oh, like, most of modern art is satanic and stuff. That could be true, but, like, I'm talking about, like, old-school renaissance. Like, there is beauty in art. There's beauty in just analyzing, understanding people, maybe studying an artist, an old-school renaissance artist. Um, just just music, even. Like, a lot of music nowadays, like, secular music, sure, like, it's very, like, packed with symbolism and stuff. But maybe some old-school music, some some tunes only, some instruments, you know, play that make some coffee, do some yoga, meditation, In my stretching. opinion, look, it's not wrong to, to like, watch stuff, though. Like, if you want to watch YouTube or Netflix. But yeah. my point is that. It's, like, being too Balance. involved in these... No, but it's being too involved in these real people's lives. And forgetting about your own. Who have no idea who you are. Like, if you want to scratch that itch of, like, oh, I want to watch, like, a drama thing or I want, you know, whatever for entertainment. It's, like... Go watch something fictional that has nothing to do with these people that, that yeah. feed like out of your pockets for that. You know, Correct, yeah. it's like, go just like do it for entertainment then just strictly entertainment and not these like these like celebrities that just keep getting richer and richer and richer and just are dipped in like have their toes dipped into like fucked up shit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And it's all for selfish Honestly. gain, too. Exactly. All of it. Like, yeah, they don't many, care about, they really don't care about you, honestly. They don't. Like, even even if the, like, the, the jury is still out on Mr. Beast, who, if you don't know who he is, then you're definitely living under a rock. But Mr. Beast on YouTube is the biggest uh, YouTube creator, or al almost the biggest, almost bigger than PewDiePie. But his videos get, like, hundreds of millions of views, right? And what I'm trying to say is that he gives away a lot of his money to like philanthropy to um feeding families feeding people around the world so he's heavily involved in that aspect of it so like he makes a shit a shit ton of money millions and he might be the first youtube billionaire but like there are differences in people's characters and people's ambitions like he could be another puppet of the system you know like again the jury's still out i haven't done my research in on, on him in terms of the occult and whether or not he leans towards that way and maybe that's a good idea for a future video because of how popular he is but yeah like like the kardashians just don't put that energy out at all like it's all for them it's and all they and they use their children absolutely just like these high-end fashion brands they use they their use children them. to model in pictures yeah. to sport like travis scott stormy sporting the merch like okay it's cute to an extent and then it starts getting like 
like when are you gonna let children be children like letting the paparazzi snap all these pictures when you can clearly tell that the children don't like it it's like they they they're they're not really parents it seems at the end of the day and if if kim really is the mom that she claimed to be in her last like little apology post on instagram then she would have spoke out about it way sooner yeah it wouldn't have taken it it wouldn't have taken her three or seven seven days you know yeah but to me that was obvious you know it's because it's it's just a matter of like your friend got caught with like doing a crime and now you're like ah, what do i do you know mom what do i do and and you, and this is what's crazy i just want to give this example out there because this also another topic that we should talk about but the liver king like was exposed for Recently. using steroids yeah right performance enhancing drugs and pds and one of his closest friends paul uh salandino i think his name is carnivore md spoke out about it the same day like mm. he said something about it the same day because he like you know he, it's something that that's how i feel like these things should be approached like it shouldn't take you that long to devise uh something to say about this topic it's like right. just be honest be truthful be you know be human it's like have this conversation that's why i'm always going to speak my mind and i say that today so so this is a concept that i've been thinking about recently is like we like we don't plan on stopping uh stopping from doing this podcast anytime soon so like this is like a lifelong journey for us so when we get to episode 300 it'll be an absolute trip to play this episode or or to have anybody like do like deep dives into our like old catalog and if you're listening to this in any year that's not 2022 or the end of 2022 i forgot where i'm going with this but it'll be interesting oh yeah oh oh, yeah that by episode 300 i hope that i'm the same person that you're listening right now if you're if you're listening to this right now and and if i'm not do me a favor and go to the recent episodes right now episode 300 3000 whatever it is and give me a nudge you know like and and just tell me like hey dude like i was just listening to episode 34 uh you should get back to this because you've lost your way you know because like that's my goal is to always stay true to who i am and no matter how big we get is to always speak my mind. I don't care if my best friend c- committed a crime. I'm going to speak on it and speak on what's right in my eyes. Yeah. Instead of trying to cover it for the the sake of public perception, you know? And the, I'm not about that. And when you realize the more people you have listening to you, the more, like, moral obligation you feel you have. For sure. So yeah. that's why I always, like, kind of roll my eyes and just, like, shake my head whenever I hear these celebrities need to take a week two weeks sometimes never apologize for things never have anything to say no comments to be made it just like really makes you it it it, it almost repulses you to the idea of fame and to an extent because it you're does. like you don't want to end up like that and you really really hope that you don't right and, and so you'll do anything not to 100 percent. and let's say that we turn into influencers quote unquote and i hate that term but we we turn into creators who have like millions and millions on all platforms right millions and millions of followers um and then we get like a nike endorsement but then 10 years down the line everybody finds out that nike is actually run by satan himself but, but see that's my point too is like i i would even do my research already no no, no of yeah, course yeah, of course i know <laughs> but but i'm saying like if yeah. something comes out that hasn't been proven yet right, right and that catches the whole world by surprise and then let's say that we're one of the biggest ambassadors for nike 
I don't care if we lose out on a million dollar, a billion dollar deal, just yeah, like no, just like Kanye care. did. I don't care. I'm going to speak against it because it stands against what I believe in, you know. And to my point before, I've said this on the lives too. As long as I have my voice, I'm always going to be rich, meaning like enriching myself, not not monetarily rich because I'm not that right now. And I've never been monetarily rich. My my family comes from humble beginnings, all of them. Yeah, same dating back to my great 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 grandparents or whatever like nobody ever had the silver spoon and but i'll be always enrich myself through my voice and hopefully enrich others experience on this planet through my voice and that's my only objective here yeah same and we are at one hour do you want to jump into voicemails or do you want to still do the other topic or do you want to save that one for the next podcast we might jump into voicemails jump into let's voicemails. leave this balenciaga topic heavy because i feel like it needs lot. its own thing yeah yeah it's and, a lot, man. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, you but know, I think it was really good though, cause cause we covered a lot of ground. You know what's so funny? You know how I say like, oh man, or whatever, and I end the a sentence saying man. I was saying that to my brother the other day, and he was like getting so uncomfortable. He's like, stop calling me man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not calling you man. I'm, I'm just like, generalizing. Man. It's like, dude. It's hey, like man. when the surfer dudes are like, dude. <laughs> I just say man. Hey, sponge dude. I'm like, I'm like it's crazy, Bob man. Character. And he's like, I'm not a man. I'm like, of course you're a man. <laughs> uh, I'm not a man is what your brother said. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's but funny. he doesn't like it, apparently. Yeah. Do I say it a lot, babe? I think you do say it. I think I get it. Sometimes. You say when you're like passionate, on this man. Train of thought, you know? <laughs> I'm thinking, man. <laughs> and you say you know too. Like, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. crazy out here. It's crazy out here. See? I said it too. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So, real quick, uh, if you're listening right now, just note that you can call us at 201 890 2907. That's 201. 201- Eight nine zero twenty nine zero seven. Every week from now on, uh, towards the end of the weekly podcast of the first weekly podcast, we are going to be playing voicemails that people leave who who call in. Uh, you can call in, leave us a, a, a message, a story that that you want to share, a conspiracy theory, questions, feedback, positive review, negative review of the show criticisms critiques everything is open it's all open game here it's all open season so if you guys want to do that just go ahead and just give us a call and we will be playing a few today and quickly answering uh any questions that like ask us about like specific conspiracies what we're going to be doing is we're going to be, be taking note of it and then adding it to the sequence of of topics that we're going to be covering in the future episodes so we're going to be like taking it off First come, first serve, basically, is, is what we're going to do. So we're going to take your consideration by just order of arrival, you know, if that makes sense. All right, so let's jump into the next, um, into the first one. And don't forget to leave your first name. I understand if you don't want to leave your full name, but some people prefer to be anonymous. You could even use an alias so that when you're listening, you know exactly yeah, that it's you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, like, uh, like, my name is SpongeBob. And then I'm like, all right. <laughs> So hey, SpongeBob, SpongeBob called in, yeah, and then while you're listening, you can know that it's you. Speaking of SpongeBob, ah, hey uh, wait, hold on, guys, it's, it's it's the stupid. Hey guys, I was thinking of an idea of like that SpongeBob episode where he goes into other people's dreams, like lucid dreaming or like like Insidious. 
like astral projection or lucid dreaming. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. Very pretty cool. Okay. I know exactly which episode he's talking about. I know it too. Where Patrick's <laughs> dream was just him like this on a on one of those like uh, ponies that yeah. you put a coin in, and then and then eating something. Right? He was like eating an ice cream. I or think something, so. And, just, and like, then rocking. Gary's dream is that he's like a librarian. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's a very interesting topic. The whole like um, astral projection, right? Mm-hmm. That's really the. No, I didn't know what I was going to say. You you go ahead. Yeah, I have to think about my thought real quick. What's interesting about uh, people entering your dream is that it's actually becoming very real. And I posted a TikTok a while ago, but you could probably find it if you scroll through our TikTok page, about how uh, companies are creating advertisements to be played in your sleep. So meaning you're going to be sleeping and thinking that, oh, like you're going to finally rest and be able to escape from the world for a little bit for eight hours and get your rest. Shut off. And then all of a sudden you're dreaming of an advertisement for a specific product, almost as if you're like on YouTube about to watch a video and then you have to skip the ad. So, so it's like you're like having a dream and then an ad pops up and then you're like, oh, and then you have to wait five seconds to skip it in your dream. And this is true. Uh, it was I think it was Bud Light or Coors Light. But it was a beer company that designed it and it actually worked and they did it on a, a group of test subjects. And every single person stated that because of the subliminal uh, conditioning that happens beforehand, that they do like specific techniques to like really plant that in your subconscious, that when you're dreaming, it resurfaces and takes control of your consciousness. And and if you really think about it, that's what dreams already are. It's like right. it's it's just like images of of like thoughts that you've buried in your subconscious that your brain is trying to make sense of. Exactly. And I and I forget which um which like psychologist came up with that theory that that Freud? dreams no, Freud is, Freud's um analysis of dreams I think is different. Yeah. I think it has something to do with I think his analysis of dreams is that if you dreamt for example of your mom dying, it's like it's basically wishful dreaming. It's so, like lustful. Right. No, wishful. Inter- wishful. Yeah, like if you dreamt of your mom dying, then part of you kind of would wish that she would be out of the picture because uh, maybe you guys are having like some type of confrontation or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and but, but there's another, anyways, there's another psychologist who says that what dreams actually are mm-hmm. is just us making sense of random thoughts in our subconscious, random information we've picked up on during the day. I think that that's what I read in one of Jordan Peterson's books, too. Maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe. I, d- I just know I heard that somewhere, but that's pretty interesting that right. they're like doing that, brands. So on to the next one? Yeah, let's go. Hi. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey. I just wanted to know what your guys thought, what your guys' thoughts were on the supernatural signs, um, ghosts, um, dreams. If those, if you guys believe in that type of stuff, I would like to know. Thank you. All right. Oh, that was a nice one. Thank you so much. Uh, first time, uh, long, long time, time listener, listener, first time, first time caller. caller. Uh, that's a great introduction, right I there. I like that. Um, so, I didn't get to hear too much what she was saying though, because so, of the I don't know how well it like transfers the audio, but so uh, she basically says, "I just wanted to know what your guys' thoughts are 
on the supernatural signs, uh, ghosts, ghosts, dreams. If so, basically, like the supernatural, if we believe in it. Um. Yes. Yes. I I do believe in like uh the presence of spirits to an extent. Mm -hmm. I do feel like presence of energy, maybe. Yeah. Of that's like what I was bad say. energy and and maybe good energy, like guide guidance, like energy in the form of guidance and energy that's um in the form of like uh I don't know, just just like having an impact on your downfall type of thing. Right. Like negative toxins that you need to purge yourself of. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um I think that my answer kind of teeters on the limits between supernatural and maybe religion. Um I think that the universe is very broad and I believe in energy just like you said, and I believe that our brains try to make the best sense out of energy. And I think that energy often transforms itself um, depending on the viewer and the interpreter and the person that's assimilating it. And it goes back to the to the experiment. Um, I'm going to butcher this a lot, but there was an electron experiment, I think, where they basically observed a particle. And depending on whether or not the human observer was looking at this particle, it would act as a wave. And sometimes it would act as a, a particle. I think I'm butchering, but essentially it's like reality changes depending on whether or not we are assimilating it, which is the most mind-blowing scientific fact I've ever heard in my life. Like ever since mm. high school, like when I learned that from my teachers in high school, I was mind-blown. So, so to my point, I think that the supernatural might be just us trying to make sense of this energy. And then it often takes form of like a humanoid uh version iteration of energy it, it like morphs itself so that it's more relatable to us if that makes sense so like ghosts might just be these um interpretations that we have in our brain if that makes sense so for example if there's e like negative energy around you and you were severely traumatized and maybe abused by your father as a kid that never and and you've convinced your brain that ghosts are real that negative energy could make itself seen in the form of a man wearing a hat. Right, right. So trauma and all these accumulation yeah. of experiences, subjective experiences can have an impact on how you view your reality. Right. And then and then for me, for example, and this is just a personal um, fact or a personal just just information that I'm sharing. But whenever I feel like positive energy, I, I often think of my grandma who passed away from cancer and she was the most positive person that I knew. And she was just so uplifting and positive. And she told me once that when she passes away, she will always be around me. And she would also all, like also show herself as like a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And every time I walk my dog, like I'll see a butterfly randomly and then I'll think of her. And then every time I feel like good energy and just good vibrations and good signs, I guess I'll just like like to imagine that it's her kind of like resting her hand, invisible hand on my shoulder and just reassuring me, guiding me and stuff. So like that's how I view ghosts and supernatural. Um, I've never encountered an actual ghost, so yeah. I can't really speak on it on like whether or not I believe it, you know. Yeah, me I either. I only believe what I can 
simulate. Exactly. I did. I I do think I had one experience where I thought my closet was like moving on its own. But again, I feel like <laughs> it's it's fear, and it's like the yeah. it's like being so like wrapped up in that emotion that you're feeling that you start imagining right. these things. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So it's really. I I feel like it's really easy to succumb to those like uh, visions. Let's say. For sure. But some people actually really believe in ghosts, like ghosts and paranormal activity and whatnot. I don't know if I would go as far as to say that I believe in that specifically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's about it for me. All right. Really so good, really good question, though. Great question yeah. so far. Uh, so that's two down. We'll do like three more real quick. This one's a little bit more lengthy, but we are not going to jump it over because we appreciate people who take the time to record it. So it's a little, it's like two minutes. Uh, hopefully we can hear it all right. I'm going to control the volume here to make sure it plays. Hi. Um, sorry about my son in the background. I'd um, rather stay anonymous, but I'm a few days late on watching your guys' newest podcast about the queen and little demon and bad bunny. But I just think it's like really interesting to continue the topic on the royals and Princess Diana because there's just a lot of speculation about them being involved in all in her death and in um, a lot of. I'm sorry, my son doesn't let me focus. Aww. But so first, um, there's a video actually of a man what looks like to be escaping the Buckingham Palace. Oh wow! And. I feel like a lot of people haven't talked about that. The video is on YouTube and no one talks about that. Stuff. And my personal opinion, a lot of people, um, I feel like defend Princess Diana's sons, but partially I believe that they're just as in on it as their other families are. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously full of knowledge of all the stuff that they've done, even to their mother. Hmm. And also different um, topics. I I really want you guys to, I don't know if you guys have already, but hit the topic on the Marvel movies lately. I just feel like from what I've seen are so demonic. Um, For example, Doctor Strange, the new one that just came out, me personally, I feel like it hit so many um, signs of just the Illuminati and basically it just felt really demonic. And then also the new movie, Thor, Love and Thunder. I feel like that one was super demonic, too, and had a lot of meaning behind it. Huh. Like, um, it was talking about a god, and basically, like, you can't rely on a god. You don't believe in god. Like, they're trying to push that, and I just feel like the signs are right in everybody's faces. But I'm really in love with your guys' podcast. Mm-hmm. And I hope you guys read this. Sorry, it's a little long, but... I'm really bad at explaining, but I would be so happy if you guys listen to my voice now. Thank you. Bye. Oh, wow well, there you thank go. you and we're, we're so happy that you took the time out uh we're happy that we got to it and we listened to it honestly and special shout out to your your uh, son. son yeah which i'm assuming is your son right let, she said her son. yeah, yeah let us son. let him know we said hi yeah so shout out to the whole family um that was really nice he's got a good mom yeah um 
everything she said, I do want to do like because because I've told you before, right? That that I went down a deep dive on this. Um, I wish I I wish I remember the name, but it, it's this YouTube channel that broke down Marvel movies and basically they're like a whole series on it. And they're hyper religious and hyper like Christian, I think. But that doesn't really matter because it doesn't have to be like politically and like religiously inclined. But it's just like looking at it for what they explained it to be makes a lot of sense because a lot of these companies like we know they really use um heavy like bible references and just really resort to the bible yeah but misconstrue it and then paint their own agenda with it yeah what's interesting this this is what's crazy as soon as she said the the thor love and thunder movie and the doctor strange movie think about the plot lines of those movies right Mm. thor love and thunder gore captured all those kids right right that was the weirdest in, one in right? a cage and was like taunting them and stuff yeah. right and and in in dr strange's movie wanda who the dark wanda scarlet witch was trying so hard to to get her children right you know wicked witch like cancel gretel type of shit you know what i'm trying to say so yeah. I find it very strange that there's this like little underlying theme that they're trying to like brush over a little bit and and maybe think that you won't pay attention to. But I keep thinking about why kids are used as like these these vulnerable subjects, right? Mm-hmm. That that are in danger. Like why are they in danger in these movies so often? And these are supposed to be kids' movies for right. kids to watch. You and, know, it's very weird. And what's interesting to like to your point is that in uh, Thor, Lo- Thor, Love and Thunder, at the end of it, spoiler alert, but you shouldn't watch it because it's garbage anyways. Uh, but at the end of it, children were used as conduits of energy. Yeah. Where they even got like kind of possessed to a point where they were able to fight and fend off these demons. Right. So like children won the war, essentially, and they were used as kind of like vehicles to kind of like just basically conduct energy through them and which was weird if you you know like what does that mean here's another weird little theory but we'll dive into it more but how strange is it that in the beginning gore's daughter dies right is sacrificed is sacrificed for him to gain the power for him to gain the power to kill all the other gods right so he's like an underworld god essentially right yeah, yeah. the whole movie slaying all the gods or slaying these like higher uh deities or whatever exactly and it's just weird huh that's so crazy and i've never thought about that that thor love and thunder opens up with a child's death right with a child's death and this is a children's movie or right. family friendly movie and then after the death of the child yeah the sacrifice he gains the power of the sword and the sword chooses him yeah it's pretty family friendly if you ask me but but this was a great and then what was the thing she mentioned before the marvel movie part she that she wants us to like break it down no she mentioned something else before the marvel movie part oh Oh, about the buckingham palace right oh yeah 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 that that's really we will do definitely do a topic specific thing on the royal family and we will we're gonna look up that video but but anyways like this voicemail was like really great because it just like sparks just more inspiration to talk about these things honestly it's like right in front of our eyes and marvel disney which is one of the biggest companies in the world Mm. which is also also has these dark agendas whether you like to believe it or not 
um, and kids are watching it. And that's just what our reality has come to. But speaking of Disney pushing this obscure kind of um, just dark agenda on kids specifically, I don't know if you saw, but in the new the Santa Claus's film, which is available on Disney Plus, featuring Tim Allen, right? Mm-hmm. And I grew up on these films, by the way. And at the time, I enjoyed them. Like I found them amusing and fun. But there's one scene that the writers and the directors all agreed upon to keep it in the movie and to, and, and to put it in. Approved it. Thumbs up. It shows the elves trying to spell "We love Santa," but instead of spelling it right away, they decided to misspell it. And they spelled instead, we love Satan. Satan. Mm. And they kept it on frame for a good amount of time, considering it was like a quick mistake, like, oops, you know. And then all you see is Tim Allen as Santa Claus kind of saying, like, spelling, spelling. And then the elves just saying, like, oh, and just basically like screaming as if they were like screaming in fear. Yeah. In fear. And then correcting it into Santa. But it's like, why? Like, why do this little gimmicky joke? You know, oh, it's just a joke. It's just whatever. We love Satan and in make- a Christmas film for kids on a Disney Plus platform. Why? And making sure it was legible, too. Legible and stayed on frame. Exactly. They kept it on frame. It's so strange, dude. It's so weird. It's so weird. This time that we're living in, everything is getting exposed. But- Everything's out in the open for whoever wants to see it. Every single choice that's being made is questionable. Every single one. Like, why would why would Satan even have to be in question on Christmas, which, religiously speaking, is known to be a Catholic holiday, right? right? Mm-hmm. Meant to honor the birth of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And so what better movie to put it in than a Christmas movie and then bring to light Satan into the picture? You know, bring him into the conversation somehow, subtly. Here's a crazy conspiracy that I just came up with um, on the spot. I don't know if it's original, by the way, because people get mad at me when I say, like, here's a conspiracy theory I came up on the spot. It's probably not original because there aren't that many original ideas. But what if Christmas, right, that was originally supposed to represent the birth of Jesus has been deliberately distorted and this narrative has been created to focus on Santa, and what if Santa is this like pagan deity that actually represents Satan and that actually represents an anagram? Is it an anagram? Anagram, yeah. An anagram for Satan. So mm-hmm. Santa is an anagram for Satan. And then this holiday, holy day, is centered around consumption and just capitalism and just gift giving, lust, abundance. You know, like it's all of these connotations that kind of go against what maybe jesus stood for or the bible stood for you know so it's very but it's all about basically just veering away from this god and and what's interesting is that lucifer and santa are known to be constant givers you know the devil always promises to give more and more and more and that's what the idea of santa promotes is the idea of giving 
It's gift giving. It's opening presents. It's having a tree with presents under filled to the brim, you know? Yeah. Tell Santa what do exactly. you, like what you Sit want. Exactly. Sit on Santa's lap even. Yeah. Like those little things that, that, that have nothing to do with what the original holiday started, right. like representing, you know? Yeah. Very weird. We should definitely dive into like all of it. We should do maybe a topic specific episode this week. On Christmas. On, on Christmas and Santa, you know? Yeah. Because like that's like a, and just go into like the dark history of it maybe. Just get like dark stuff on it. We have it could a be lot fun. of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, we have literally, guys, an endless supply of stuff that we plan on doing because we just like this is what we love to do, you know? Um. All right. So we're going to do just one last one. And then and then we'll be done. Sounds good. All right. Um. So I'm just gonna go in order here. Just do. All right. Let's just do this one real quick, and then, and then we'll do more on the next this episode. Is Nick in Kentucky. What's up, Nick I from Kentucky? I just wanted to call in and say how I like you guys' podcast. I just started uh, listening to it a couple episodes back, but I wanted to give you guys a little bit of, you know, something to talk about on the podcast since you guys allow people to call in don't mind me being out of breath i'm walking my dog no worries but <laughs> i do that every so my day. wife is from west virginia and there's two things about west virginia from where she's from that are pretty big conspiracies there's something called miners road miners road is a huge huge hill at the top of it and apparently there's videos everywhere you can look it up online or youtube to where if you go to the bottom of the hill you put your car in neutral, your car will go backwards up the hill by itself. And there's multiple videos. You can look it up. Wow. The other thing is a lady called Mammy Furman. She's also from the same part of West Virginia, Maywan, West Virginia, or Gilbert, West Virginia. And there's a huge conspiracy around how she was killed. She went missing. There's government involved, FBI. It's a, it's a great story. So if you guys ever get a chance, take a look at both those things. A little bit of uh, West Virginia's, you know, history, if you will. But yeah, so I just appreciate you guys' podcast. Been listening to it every morning, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Wow, that's, wow, thank you. That always means so much to us. Like whenever somebody just says that they listen to it, like it gets me kind of emotional. <sighs> me just like too. listening to it, it's like Nick from Kentucky. <sighs> wow, just wow. And and I'm sorry, you guys. You're actually crying. Yeah, I, like I started crying as soon as he said it in the beginning uh, a little because it's just like... It's so crazy, right? If if you guys could feel what what it feels like for someone to just tell you that... that they, they enjoy. Yeah, that they love what you're doing, especially yeah. when you're someone who's like so hard on yourself, you know, and you don't really find like much to be proud of or you don't really feel like you've accomplished enough and you, you know, like it just... Oh, like it just feels great like honestly it, oh it, man i'm so sorry you're crying no, yeah, i'm really good. sorry for crying you just gotta let it out sometimes and <sighs> it and it really motivates us both to just keep pushing because like a lot of times like we're so hard on ourselves to a point like to a fault where we will abstain from like recording or like producing content together because we're just so hard on ourselves hard on each other uh, me like i'll be like super hard on sometimes Gabriella a lot of times on her to like you know like do the show a specific way and just do things right like but at the end of the day like just like when we do lives we realize that people 
like we are fortunate enough to have people love us for who we are you know which is crazy which is crazy it's insane it's really crazy too when you don't have like a lot of people in your life and especially like people that you would imagine that you'd be close to and aren't and and people like people who you would imagine would say this to you like i'm proud of what you're doing or or just like showing this like you know enthusiasm towards your endeavors your passion and then and you're getting that we're we're getting that more from strangers exactly. you know and it, it's just something like but it but honestly it feels great like it just it feels so rewarding mm-hmm. and and to the virginia thing like that's real like we should definitely look into that i, I love looking, looking into like the history of certain you know states and stuff like we have a we actually have like some road, this like dark road, yeah, right? That you throw that a like car. a penny or something, and then there's like headlights behind you right. out of nowhere, or so yeah. I don't know what. And it just follows you. Yeah. yeah so, so like things like that are like super interesting too. It's like, like what are these weird, you know? Uh, yeah, phenomenons. Like yeah. in in Virginia, like where your wife's from. Shout out to your wife and you and your dog. To you the know? whole family. Yeah, yeah, the whole little family. And, um, and just know that we will be covering these and i i think that these topics are great for like tiktok because yeah. it, it really allows us to really like find all of the main points on the topic and like do a deep dive but then also condense it to a form where it's more palatable um so i'll be i'll definitely be looking into this whole thing to both topics and then maybe doing like a deep dive and just posting it on tiktok so shout out to you um if you don't follow us already on tiktok nick from kentucky right nick from kentucky uh it's mentally gone studios on tiktok so just know that you inspired a tiktok you know yeah um and and inspired a, a, a few tears as right well. of course <laughs> like, like but the most important is the tiktok <laughs> forget the co-host don't over forget, here okay. forget about her yeah. so we are gonna just uh sign off with this last voicemail which um i purposely chose it actually it's 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 right after nick's voicemail so it's perfect and i just think it's funny and we'll just play this real quick i don't have much time i don't have much time i don't have much time but i caught something but i caught something and i, I caught something and i need help i'm in I'm in the middle. I'm in South Dakota right now. I need oh fuck no. All right, so that is a listener wow. who who uh, managed to send a voicemail in the middle of being abducted by aliens, obviously, in um, the middle of South Dakota. And he's out of time. Yeah, he's he's definitely out of time. Uh, he has disappeared since then. Um, we hope that he's okay. We hope that whatever spacecraft that abducted him, they have will safely return him. Yeah, maybe. And hopefully, they're like you know, like um, handle him properly. You know, like they're not too aggressive. Hope- hopefully, they're offering some water, some yeah. food. Because we know what aliens do, right? It's the whole probing process. Oh um, right. I don't know if you know about that, but yeah, so they do probing. Yeah. And hopefully, like they just go gentle on him, you know, because he seems like a nice guy. So thank you for calling in, uh, Mr. Guy. Who, thank you for making us a part of your last minutes on this earth. Yeah, and hopefully whenever you get back, you'll share everything that you found in the <laughs> yeah. middle of South Dakota. <laughs> Maybe um, we'll get another voicemail with a follow-up. You yeah, know? <laughs> with like an alien speaking like, I'm an alien, I'm not, I'm not. Oh yeah, they're like, they're like trying to reverse the voicemail yeah. and then they're accidentally sending another one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, it's like, hello, who's this? <laughs> hello? hello, this is Mansi Khan. Who am I speaking to? Uh, <laughs> no, this is Patrick. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. So uh, that was the show for this week. Uh, well, not for that was the first show for this week. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Uh, again, we are rusty once again because it's been three mu- uh, three weeks. Three months. Uh, we. I am just gonna say this real quick. I am not gonna sugarcoat it. I was really unmotivated because of everything that happened with our tiktok account and to what i said earlier uh it's it it just means a lot to me because of the fact that we spent so much time trying to build and establish relationship and just communities on these platforms and then to have it stripped from us by some criminal hacker uh was just devastating to me not being able to really do anything about it and having to wait for the uh goodwill of the employees at tiktok who took a month to even get back to us so now that we have it back, I just feel more motivated. I feel more inspired. I'm not saying that my happiness depends on this one thing because we were still, you know, kicking and just still doing stuff while it happened and after it happened. But it just really made my day. You know, it just made my week and I feel better now that we have everything on lock. And hopefully we can continue spreading as much um, information and light and just opinions and just start as many conversations as we can and make as many people's days as we can you know people who are at work right now who are just traveling driving we appreciate you we really do and and i just want to end it on a funny thing while people were celebrating no nut november and no shave november (laughs) we were celebrating no No. new podcast november hell yeah but now we're back it's december baby happy christmas (laughs) happy chrysler Bing bong. Bing bong. Now we're back. You see these dogs in your backyard? Just no upset. We're going hot. You're going to see us dogs in your ear balls. And no no TikTok November, too. So we celebrated that. Yeah, now we're back. Now we're back. Happy December. Oh, yeah. December babies. All right, December babies. Let's go. Uh, thank you guys uh, and as always if you want to support the show the best way that you could do it is just by sharing it with family friends and your dog strangers your dog put it just, on your TV put it on your iPad put it on your iPhone put it on your laptop oh that rhymed uh, just walk down the street just uh, disturb the peace of every person that you can and just say like listen to Mentally God watch Mentally God blast it in your car blast it in your car in the subway on the train in the bus at everywhere work, at in work in your cubicle everywhere and just leave a like, uh, comment below what your favorite part was, what your thoughts are on the episode anywhere you can. Leave us a review. That really helps the show rank uh, higher and then people see it more. And or then lower the algorithm. if you hate us. Yeah, or just leave a <laughs> negative comment. And then call us. And yeah, as always, don't forget that it's never wrong. To be mentally gone. Peace, Peace out, guys. Peace to the world.